0: Previously on The Tantalus Tales. ...feel woozy as your body reassembles themselves, particle by particle. Rouge seems to be unaffected, even a little bored as she watches her fingers materialize. She takes a deep breath as you hear a whooshing noise, followed by four silenced shots and a twinge of pain in your necks. And in walks a large, bipedal, orange cat-like creature... In a lab coat holding a clipboard.
1: Who did I lose? D- I lost everyone? Everyone?
0: I s- tried to
2: stop them, and a great big thing fell out of the sky, and I think a bunch of stuff blew up. And then we wound up here.
0: Yes, the asteroid. Unfortunately, destroyed your home world. No. <sighs> did Father make it? I'm afraid the only inhabitants of that world we were able to save was yourself, your little lizard, Bakar, and Orenthil. Oh, oh hello! Oh oh, oh, oh um, sorry, sorry. Uh, She removes her mask. You must be the new recruit Professor Hawthorne mentioned. Welcome! You can call me Spider. That is with an eye and not an eye. Welcome to the Tantalus Institute. We'll swirl over your head, meteorites flying by as this tall, gray-skinned man in a lab coat holds out his hand to each of you in succession to shake. Welcome, he mentions again. I To the world of tomorrow! (laughs) No, not quite. Close. Uh, The world of today. Uh, Welcome. (laughs) Yeah, the world of today. Uh, Welcome, he mentions again. I... Hope Nikola treated you well.
2: Uh, as well as he's able to, I suppose.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, he's been with me here at the Institute for the longest, and I think he gets bored with social interactions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should really speak to him about his bedside manner.
1: You should. It
2: might help, yeah. It's probably a good idea.
0: <laughs> Uh, He motions for you to follow him to the edge of the domed enclosure and gestures down at the courtyard below. Being so high up, the courtyard looks small, but in reality it makes up the majority of the bulk of the station. Hawthorne's lab is uh, at the top of the tower, jutting from the center of the courtyard. You can make out groups of figures wandering about below. Uh, There are Shacks and stalls peppered amongst the grass, a large dirt circle off to one side, people appear to be sparring on it Bukhar would like to do Bukhar would like to do that yes, I would also even I, though he's I, slightly
1: that. butt hurt with his butts hanging out, but
0: uh yeah, I was gonna say, are you still only in your, yep. your hospital schmuck? yep okay Jeez. okay that makes that makes sense uh, I'm sure that didn't phase him too much. Uh, <laughs> Uh, For centuries we have been traveling to worlds much like your own in an attempt to halt catastrophic events from destroying them. He points down at the sparring circle. Our rectifiers work tirelessly, traveling to worlds on the brink of falling under chaos's control and attempting to bring them back into order. Unfortunately, as effective as they may be, sometimes they are unsuccessful. In instances like that, rectifiers such as Rouge here attempt to rescue inhabitants, if possible, and bring them here. He gestures again to the hustle and bustle down below. Here at the Tantalus Institute, we have the technology to reintegrate survivors of fallen worlds to a plane of existence as similar to their own as possible. However, some survivors elect to stay on the station, contributing in any way they can... Cooks, merchants, teachers, what have you. But there are some, he rests a hand on Rouge's shoulder, who stay on as rectifiers and attempt to prevent what happened to their worlds from happening to any others. He holds up his wrist, showing a shining black spider, same as your own. Uh, I see you've met our tech expert Spider already. She is quite a quirky one. (laughs)
1: To say the least.
0: Yes, uh, an asset to the team for sure. In the short time that she's been here, her gear has given us an edge in our fight. He looks you over. When the three of you... uh, I'm sorry, he corrects himself uh, after seeing ice. (coughs) Four, after the four of you you were out. uh, Rouge explains how you helped her on Gamma 7392. That you are very capable in battle. Oh, she that's also so mentioned nice. I'm sorry? That's
2: very nice of her to say.
0: That really is. Yeah. She mentioned that without your help she may have been lost to us. <clears throat> Hawthorne, uh, then pauses for a moment. You notice a twinge of guilt wash over his face. I'm sorry about your partner, Richard. It sounds like he was a good friend. Oh, yeah, that was a, a real tough one. Yeah, and, uh, yeah Richard.
1: Oof. May mm-hmm.
2: not have known him that long, but yes, he was a valued ally.
1: Him and his stories will be missed.
0: gave his
3: life for us.
0: <clears throat> he takes a deep breath. Uh, you also have my sympathies for the loss of your loved ones. I know too well the hurt you're feeling. That hurt is part of the reason I started the Tantalus Institute. I, too, lost my world to chaos. I recognize that fire burning inside you. That desire to rectify what was done. Which is why I would like to offer you positions as rectifiers. Help us stop what happened to your world from happening to any others. He steps over to a counter as a tea kettle begins to whistle. Now, you have been through a lot. I. Do not expect your answer immediately. Take the day, explore the station with Rouge, meet some of the other residents of the station. When you're tired, she will show you to your quarters. Tomorrow morning we will discuss your future. But for now, he hands each of you a glass of tea, including Rouge, who accepts it and nods her head in thanks. Hawthorne raises his glass in toast. To those we have lost. May their memories always show us the way. He closes his eyes for a moment and takes a drink. Placing his glass on the counter, he turns to Rouge. Please make sure they're comfortable. He turns back to you all. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some pressing matters to attend to in my lab. Rouge will see you out. I look forward to your decision. Farewell for now. He bows to you and steps away through a pair of sliding doors into his lab. A light above them goes from green to red. And as the sliding doors close behind him, you are now alone with Rouge in the living quarters of Hawthorne. The locked door to his lab on the wall opposite the elevator. There is another pair of sliding doors to the left of those. They also have a red light above them, so you can assume that they too are locked. The remaining walls are glass, giving you a view of the fractured space, as Hawthorne had called it. The interior of Hawthorne's quarters seem modest. A few chairs, a couch, and a counter that holds the teapot. From the look of things, it doesn't appear that he spends much time here. Uh, what would you like to do?
2: Uh, I'm going to drink my tea.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: Quick question. Is it hot tea or iced tea?
0: Oh, it is hot tea. It's he drank it me. very quickly without feeling it.
1: Bakar is going to sh- do a shot of it, essentially.
0: Do a shot a shot of hot tea. It's <laughs> okay. gonna
1: burn like.
0: Alright. Well I'm gonna make a second
2: toast to that. To those we may yet save. How's that?
0: Alright. Uh Bakar, like are you still in. going to take a shot?
3: Yep.
1: He doesn't do that, realize do how badly it's going to burn him.
0: Bakar, uh yeah, uh roll an uh roll a d20 for me. <laughs> yeah, uh we're going with your 20. Uh... <gasps> oh, you got a nat 20? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. All right. Well, you don't Ah, uh, yeah, no, you just swallow that whole pipe and hot liquid down. Uh And you go to pour yourself another drink.
1: Oh god, no, I'm not gonna test it again. (laughs) I'm not testing it again.
0: I'll just sip this one, it's okay.
1: Uh, tea will
2: do it.
0: (laughs) Watch,
1: the next one would be just a nap one, and I'm not testing that.
0: Yeah, no no kidding. (laughs) Uh, is there anything you'd like to do up here in, uh, um, Hawthorne's quarters?
1: Um, does he have any books?
0: Oh, like a journal? Uh, he. It is incredibly bare in this room. It literally is just like a couch, bear, brown bear, a few chairs,
3: kind of, like a bear. polar bear. <laughs> I imagine more of a polar bear. It, what was like that? being all white? <laughs> what kind of no? bear is it? Like a polar bear rug? <laughs> yeah,
2: like a polar room, a bear room.
3: Oh, it's a,
0: it's a, it's a bear. It, his room is bare. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, I missed that. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh Anytime. God.
4: Uh, there's not a whole lot to do up here, unless you want more tea. I could show you around.
2: Sure. Ooh. Go for it. I dig it. Let's go.
0: All right, uh, so Rouge walks over to the elevator and holds it open as you join her. Uh, she presses the button labeled C, and a robotic voice chimes in, Courtyard Level Selected. We'll see you there. And the elevator begins to descend.
1: What is this technology?
0: This is pretty, mo- pretty
2: bonkers right here, guys.
0: Uh, you're you're still uh uh weirded out by the elevator. I don't have to take the stairs. Hey hey, that's a bonus for All I can, uh, this
2: is magic of the highest caliber I see here. <laughs> uh,
0: there is a a small small uh soft chime of music as you're going down some uh some muzak. Wait, what uh, soft jazz.
2: How is this Some music soft... happening? What what magic is this? Rouge explain this to me.
4: Uh I, I, I didn't build it, I don't know.
2: <sighs> Never before have I seen something or heard something like this. Music just coming out of the walls.
4: T- 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 tiny bard up in up in the ceiling, maybe? <laughs> Half, it's a
0: halfling it's a, bard. Not a halfling.
2: It's like an eighthling, then, right? Wow.
0: It's a. It's it's like a gnome, or maybe a. I don't know. It's it's nothing you've ever seen before, uh, or heard, for that matter. But also,
1: uh, <laughs> also but Car is realizing how uh, cold he is, and would like his clothes back.
2: Uh huh. Too bad. But
0: is realizing how cold he is now that <laughs> yep. uh, he is without. Uh, <laughs> after the hot clothes. tea
1: he realized how cold he was True. So, uh
0: as as we're in the elevator why don't you tell me what you guys are actually wearing uh we all know that bakar is not wearing just a hospital smock uh but uh well tea I and assume i have the foreign. same
2: amount of clothes on that before like a, you know a leather like some kind of leather overcoat uh i don't know linen trousers and leather boots uh maybe okay. a scarf just made me look rakish and daring
3: rakish and daring uh-huh. you No, know, i was gonna say same up until the whole scarf thing because <laughs> i uh i disagree with that and um i think you just took it a little too far
2: well just call me out in front of all my friends
3: jeez <laughs> <laughs> embarrass yeah, me like that Why don't you?
0: well uh t what are you wearing then
3: oh pretty much pretty much the same thing the leather just not a scarf yeah yeah Okay. I couldn't you get a nice, on board you have like a big thing. hat or something. No, I have a little dragon. And it's Did any of you uh, have my keep staff. the sheriff's
0: badges that uh, Hartley gave you? Oh, yeah. It's I have in a, in a sticker on. on. Oh, that's still on? Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know where I'd keep it.
2: I like to have a nice leather duster on something <laughs> <stuff>
0: like that. <laughs> Bacar is only wearing the hospital <laughs> gown and a Prince Albert, the sheriff's deputy badge. As uh, you reach the courtyard level, with a ding, the elevator doors open, and you are met with a familiar sensation that seems like forever since you last felt it. You feel wind on your faces, and on that wind, you can smell grass. The wind also brings the noises of people moving and talking, arguing and laughing. The stark difference between the upper floors of the tower where you first woke up and now are extremely palpable. my
2: god, for a second I thought we were gonna like smell Dewey again or something. Jeez.
0: <laughs> hey, hey Bakar, how, how's, how's Dewey made feel? it? Oh. How did
1: this guy get taken up by this? Goddamn it. Quick question. What's up? Did the wind lift anything? <laughs> uh, you're, you're <laughs> uh,
0: tell you what, tell you what. It's a smart Uh win. Roll a d6. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, let's see if anyone sees anything. A two.
3: <laughs> Did she sneeze?
1: Two. <laughs> she
0: that says is a two. The word two. <laughs> it two. only raised the wind. Only raised it about two inches. So okay, you're you're safe for now. A little peek you, of it. You, uh, you say that you might want to look out. You might want to look out. For, I say that. How long is your smock?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How much does it cover?
0: <laughs> uh, smocks, to my knowledge. Go at least below the knee, don't they?
1: Okay, fine,
2: I guess.
0: I mean, did you like... Did you think you're wearing a mini-dress
2: around or something?
0: Did you... Just showing off (laughs) death Just, oh, yeah. Brief wind just sent you. High thighs.
1: Yeah. I don't know why, but Iron Bull popped in my head, and his is a little bigger.
0: Uh... I suppose Bakar would you like to go back and get your stuff or are you just going to uh freeball it
1: I guess I'm you know what I'm already here
0: right, right now right now uh Oren and T both have all of their possessions gold weapons all of that included you are currently uh as free as a jaybird
1: freedom
0: nearly We'll wait here if you want to go get your stuff.
1: Nope, I'm going to walk out confidently. Okay.
3: You're going to walk out confidently. Alright. The Bakar right. way. There's just not that much to be confident about. <laughs> so, so
0: Bakar, what is your unarmored class?
1: Oh, Unarmed God. Armor
0: class? Uh, give me a moment. Do you, do you want to go get your stuff? Or are you okay, going to be confident? F-
1: okay, fine. <laughs> I, I was I, confident for a moment, and then I was like, fine, I'll go get it.
0: Honestly, if you want to continue without clothes, I'll let you.
3: No, I'll go get it.
0: Okay, alright. Well, uh...
3: (laughs) Then we're gonna gonna let... While she's doing that, do you guys have any, like, cool red robes? For, like, someone my height? What was the question? I didn't catch it. Do you guys in this tantalus place have a bunch of or any cool red robes that I could change into? I mean there are shops. If you would
0: like to find some uh some new clothing or anything.
2: Do we have to find like a money exchange or something or do they just take our gold as a
0: Oh no, gold is gold is gold is is gold is but gold.
3: My f- my entire family just died.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> but uh as as you wait for uh Bakar i assume uh, i assume you're going to wait for Bakar yeah okay uh so we're going to say that the the moments pass you you uh look around and you notice people wandering and laughing and playing and people buying things at shops frolicking. um frolicking yes uh there is a bit of frolicking it is a it's a decently happy-go-lucky place. These guys don't really want for anything, I suppose. But as Bakar comes back down uh, fully dressed, I assume. Or did you style yourself, Bakar?
1: Nah. Fully dressed. I'll style myself later.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Uh, So you guys return your collectiveness. As you uh look around, you notice the sheer size of the station. Uh, You can almost make out the end of the courtyard on the horizon and Something you hadn't noticed while uh, up in Hawthorne's quarters, there are giant rings moving around the station. There uh, doesn't appear to be anything separating the courtyard from the fractured space. Uh, as you ponder that, though, you notice a sizable meteorite hurtling towards the station. What do you do? I think it's
2: um, following I us. a
0: dramatic pose. You strike a dramatic pose. Just okay.
1: gonna look cuz there's not much I can do.
2: Up in the sky, it's a, you know, like that sort of thing.
0: Uh if Except you my death. Take a look, if you take a look towards the uh the chat right now, Colleen just dropped uh what the station looks like to you. Most intriguing. Yep. Um so as this giant hunk of rock grows closer, the spaces between the rings begin to glow and form a a thicker force field in the path of the meteorite. And as it collides with the force field, it explodes and the remnants fall along the normal force field without penetrating it. Uh, there is a bit of a defense barrier, you notice. Uh, it's just open for uh, wind and whatnot to... Uh, to go about, uh, and uh, Rouge turns to you and says
4: uh, The rings generate a force field around the station uh, and then the proximity satellites around the station detect when something larger than your standard space junk uh, and makes the barrier thicker in order to take the blow protecting all of us here in the station
2: Well, that's real interesting Now, what is space, precisely? I've never heard of that before
4: uh, I'm just repeating things I've been told. I have no idea what's going on here.
2: Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> good thing that those meteor. I mean, I, I think I have a bit of a complex about big rocks falling out of the sky now. So, <laughs> we're
0: okay. uh,
4: understandable.
0: Uh, now that that uh, the moment of PTSD sta- uh falters, uh, <laughs> oh while she's.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, while she while she's explaining to you how the rings work and and her lackluster attempts at explaining space, uh, you notice that everyone around you doesn't seem at all concerned with the fact that a meteorite just hit the station's defenses.
1: Yep, totally normal.
0: Since you've got that scare out of the way, what would you like to do now?
2: He wanted some robes, right? Yeah, let's Go
0: shopping. Robe.
1: Fine, let's do it.
2: Well, what mm-hmm. do you for want a shop? Gift.
1: Montage.
2: Shopping montage. Uh,
3: shopping for- montage. Shopping. <laughs> no, we need the right, right music video along with it. I
4: can't think of it though. Do do do
3: do. I don't think the intro will do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll have girls uh, that uh, just 80s, want to have fun. 80s, uh, sure, shopping Yeah, yeah. girls yeah. just want to have fun. fun. <laughs> uh. The
4: shopping bags and the escalator.
2: Yep. Got some oh, sunglasses. Got some sunglasses.
0: There's on. no escalators. There's, there's there's no such thing as escalators in this. We
4: have elevators, but no escalators. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, uh, there are lots of options for exploring on base. In the courtyard, there's many vendors selling clothing, food, and various items.
3: Let's go to the courtyard. Cool. Where do we want to uh, uh, go? Let's, yeah, let's go to the courtyard before fighting.
0: Uh, so you guys enter the courtyard. Uh, as you can tell, it's a very large courtyard. Um, there are a number of stalls that sell anything from apples to clothing to uh, just your standard fare. Uh, in the distance, though, you can tell uh, there's there's a a bit of a blinking flashy light that you can that that catches your attention. I think uh Oren probably would be best to try and make this out if you want to uh cool. roll a perception check for me. All
2: right. Oh, uh was that it's a 20, right? Yeah, a d20. Got a D, I got a 20.
0: Oh, you got a nat 20. Yeah. Uh then your <laughs> your elf eyes clearly see. <laughs> <laughs> uh a sign that says in these flashy letters, Vern's Jewels and Specialty Shop. That is one of your options. Uh, Otherwise, there are multiple other places you can go.
3: What do you think, guys?
2: (laughs) Specialty.
1: Specialty, I guess.
2: Yeah, why not?
3: Let's do it.
0: You want to go to uh, Vern's? Sure. All right. As you make your way to the outer edge of the courtyard, uh, you find yourself in front of a disheveled hut with a flashing sign outside that reads ferns, jewels, and specialty shop. Uh, As you open the door, it creaks forebodingly. Inside is a dimly lit, dusty shop front. There are items lining the shelves and the counter. If you look closer at them, it appears that they haven't been moved in ages. There is a thick dust on everything in this shop, save for an ornate bell sitting on the counter in the center. What would you like to do?
2: Uh, i not sure now. I'm starting to feel a little nervous about this.
3: I, I, uh, I would like to hobble over to the uh, section, uh, robe section... Uh, with the giant hunch in my back, because I have a staff now, so like, kind of have to.
2: Hunch, okay. Well, I have a hunch that we're gonna find something fun.
3: Getting a hunchback because because of my staff. So,
0: uh, yeah, you have a dusty shop front. Uh, it looks fairly small. Uh, there's a handful of uh, uh robes and cloth materials off to a side, but they are. They are so thick with dust. As you move it, it just it, you cough with the fact that it's. All right, I stride so
2: confidently.
3: I think I got the black lung, pa.
2: <laughs> black lung. What was that? I got the black lung. I got the black. Lung. <laughs> that was great. Right, well, I'm gonna stride confidently up to the counter and grab the bell and just go nuts with it. <laughs> Make That's it stop. So, so, uh,
0: Oren rings the bell. Is that and what you And rings say?
2: it, and rings it, and
0: rings it. And rings it, yeah. and rings it, and rings it, <laughs> yeah. and rings it. And, uh, spells, as you spells. ring the bell, absolutely nothing happens. Oh.
2: Okay, <laughs> never mind. Let's just
0: leave. Uh, yeah, now you I'm set on. it back onto the counter and turn to leave, but blocking the entrance is a hunched-over dragonborn, dressed in rags and leaning on a gnarled wooden cane.
3: Ah, uh, brother... I see you also have a hunch. God. We are the same. Uh. <laughs>
0: Hey everyone, it's Taylor, your DM and lore master. For this week's sponsor spot, we've got two great TTRPG, or tabletop, role-playing game folks to tell you about. First up is Thornvale, a new Monster of the Week podcast. Here's a preview. Thornvale is a narrative-driven actual play podcast following three monster hunters as they fight to keep a small town in Florida
1: safe from the creatures that threaten it. It's full of action.
4: I'll be like, I'll distract him, you get him. And so I'm going to try... Okay
1: Bjorn, how are you going to get him? Um, Comedy. I
4: just got this image in my head, no this is me, not Sammy, of this dragon that was collecting materials for a chicken farm.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and truly awful dice rolls. Nope, another oh, three. Oh. <laughs> That's my second three in a row. Oh my gosh. If that sounds like it's up your alley, then look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. We've enjoyed the first few episodes, and we are really eager to try our hands at something Monster the Week related in the future. Again, that podcast is Thornvale, and you can find them on any place you listen to podcasts. The second person we would like to tell you about is The Dice Nest, an artist and fellow TTRPG enthusiast like us. They have some amazing creations, including some adorable snakes drawn in the style of your favorite D&D classes. My favorite is the bard with a cute little lute. <laughs> you can check them out on Twitter and Instagram at the Nest. You can find their website linked to their Twitter account. Again, that's at TheDiceNest. All one word on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again to both Thornvale and the Nest. Go on out and show them some Tantalus Tales love. Now back to the show. Who rang my bell? The old dragonborn asks. He shuffles towards... And I have this written in here because I was... For certain that Bakar was going to ring the goddamn bell. (laughs) It says he shuffles towards assumingly Bakar. But he shuffles towards Orin and looks him up and down... "'Well, that bell hasn't been rang in a millennia. <laughs> "'Do you have any idea what it does? "'Who are you to just go around ringing bells willy-nilly? "'Who knows what that could have done?' "'He dusts off a conch on the counter and holds it up to, uh, Oren. "'While you're at it, why not blow into this? "'Since do apparently it. we can just do anything now. "'Do you do not it. know how to read?' he points at a sign above the bell that you swear wasn't there 15 seconds ago that reads, Do not ring my bell, Orenthil. (laughs)
2: I refuse to apologize. I will not.
0: (laughs) He snatches the conch away from you and tosses it behind him. No, no, no. Don't blow into that. You have no idea where it's been. He tosses it and shakes off his rags, And snaps his fingers, and in an instant, the shop is pristine and dust-free. The items polished and orderly. The old dragon board in front of you now... Well, he's still old, but not nearly as dusty. His (laughs) His cane, his gnarled cane, is now a gold scepter with an ornate dragon's head with fiery jewels in its eyes. And he says, Welcome! To my shop. If I don't have it, it doesn't exist. And if it doesn't exist, I probably still have it. My name is Vern. It is a pleasure to meet new faces. Rouge, I'm so glad you didn't spoil my fun, thank you. I'm sorry about the doomy, dusty gloominess. I like a good trick now and then. But here's a treat for you. He holds out his hand, and there are three gold coins in it. They're slightly larger than your average gold coin, with a dragon's head on one side and the letters V-J-S-S on the other. My business card, gentlemen. I can't say I'd recommend that you use that at your local haberdashery, as that is straight wizard's gold. It is fake. How might I assist you today? Do you need something special? Are you looking to sell? Let me know before I... You hear a faint bell in the distance, and he says, One moment, gentlemen. In a blink, Vern is gone, and as soon as you notice he's missing, he has reappeared. Sorry. Call waiting. <laughs>
3: what well, can t- I help you with?
2: T- you wanted something, right?
3: <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a red robe. But you have... Something like that. A red
0: robe? Just a plain red robe?
3: I mean like mm. more. I
0: don't think I have any plain red robes. I don't want plain red robes. I don't droves. deal I don't deal in ordinary items. Do you have any
2: boat red robes or like a car <laughs> red?
3: <laughs>
2: I'm sorry, I'm very sorry about that. <laughs>
3: uh, uh um <laughs> well, show me the red robes you do
0: have. Vern leads you off to the side of the store with uh, different different robes and slacks and stuff, and he pulls out one, which is about six feet long, and he holds it over you, and he says, no, 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 not this one. He He clicks his fingers together and it shrinks to
3: uh how big are you t uh you know above average um that's what they
0: know,
1: all say three <laughs> six,
0: maybe three seven three seven all right uh it shrinks to about four feet so it'll drag a little bit but he uh he uh shuffles it he tells you uh hands up for a moment he, he grabs them. hold of your he he grabs your uh stick him up your tentacle staff for a moment and sets it off to the side and it just floats there uh and asks you again hands up this is a stick up take that bang do you do you put your arms up oh in a heartbeat oh in a heartbeat all right and he he shuffles the red robe over top of you and uh as as uh it's a little longer in places than you would expect. He clicks his fingers again and it instantly like shrinks to the perfect
3: size to fit you. Oh, this is, this is beautiful. Um, I do have a small request though. Uh, what can I do for you? Do you have this in black? <laughs> <laughs> you, sus-
1: you went out to get a red robe just to get it black.
3: That was before I saw this robe.
1: Oh my god! <laughs>
0: he chortles a good a good chortle uh, at you, and uh, <coughs> rubs his hands together for a moment, and uh, flicks his fingers again, and it turns
1: black, blue.
3: <laughs> it turns gray. <laughs> Alright, I can still work with the monochromatic. Not sure I still like that, but...
0: He, he looks at you and he says, is this the right color? I'm sorry, I'm colorblind.
3: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, a little darker?
0: Um, he clicks his fingers and a small brooch appears in, his, in between his uh, index finger and thumb, and he pins it on your cloak and then twists it slightly adjusting the color as it goes darker uh, until yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> he twists it uh, it's it's getting <laughs> darker uh, say when
1: it just never stops it gets to the darkest dark
3: yeah, how dark can I get this thing to go?
2: that'd be a black hole room yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so
2: dark, no light will uh, no escape from it. And there.
0: And by the way, neither there. will you Perfect. Uh you know that wasn't a part of it, but fuck it, yeah. You can never take this robe off now. Can I keep the color changing wheel? You can keep the color changing wheel. Deal. It cannot... only it only adjusts the uh the gray scale of it though.
1: No. He'll turn into gandalf the gray And then Gandalf the white.
3: And then Gandalf the black.
0: See He takes your, excuse me, cane uh, staff down from its floating hidey hole, and he hands it back to you, and he goes, oh, wait, one more thing. Uh, He flicks his finger one more time, and the robe begins to stitch a hood, and in the inlay of the hood, uh, is a bit of silver thread that he tells you, put on the hood for a moment.
3: I, uh, quickly flip it over my head, and it goes over my face, because, you know, I have a hunch. It's all, like, very mischievous right now.
0: You now have plus one shade. What? Shade? Yeah, plus one shade. You know when there's sun out so like i'm just like a tree he's just like five like degrees cooler yes it's just slightly cooler it doesn't do anything super special the dial is the special thing it gives you a little bit of coolness in the uh and when you need to sneak about
3: i suppose uh, you can yeah. hide your face i can pair this with any shoe i'm so excited
0: Yes, that'll be 3,000 gold um, pieces. Oh, I
3: just <laughs> left that on my planet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, <laughs> in my,
2: it's in my other robes. I can't get out of these
0: ones. <laughs> it's, it, it's in my other robes. <laughs> uh, no, no, I think... I think this will be a fine trade. No. This first one's on me. However, in your journeys, should you find any... Jewels. I would love to take them off your hands for like you. Like family jewels?
2: Alright.
0: Royal jewels, family jewels. Jewels are jewels? Jewels are jewels to me. I can make. He blinks out of existence for one more second.
1: We're on hold.
0: How
3: pretentious. Right, Orintho? I know. We're actually on
1: line three or something like that. He has two other calls.
0: And then he comes out of the back door area. Sorry. Call waiting. Told ya. (laughs) Great customer Uh, service. What does this guy work for?
2: Comcast? Jeez. Wonderful customer service there, right? Microsoft technical support. Please hold.
0: Is there anything else I can help you with?
2: You know what? uh do you have any really do you have any cool looking hats yeah, like that do pair something well with the like scarf. Magical? yeah, like I guess they have like a red scarf on do you have like a nice big red hat like a feather watch on? he
1: wants a
0: black <laughs> <laughs> uh a nice red hat yeah, preferably
2: um, something that does something magical
0: that's something that does something magical and is useful yeah. uh didn't no, he didn't, really, he didn't
2: really say useful. anything.
1: He didn't say anything about useful before.
0: Yeah, but I, is,
2: I'm you changing my that. request
1: now. Oh
0: God! Is is shade not useful?
2: Uh, no, something like that, just not that.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
2: Like it doesn't have to be crazy oh, no. useful. I'm not talking like a hat that'll you know stop a, a, a fireball. And just something good.
0: Uh, I do have I do have one hat that fits fits your description. He walks into the back, and returns with this archer's hat. It's got a Long peacock feather in its brim. It is purple, though.
2: By the gods. I think it was made for me. Give it it to me. Uh,
0: As you put it on, uh, roll a con save for me.
2: (laughs) I forgot what that's funny. What do I do for that?
0: Uh, D20 uh, plus your con mod.
2: Right, right. Oh, I got a... Let's see, 16 plus
0: 2, so 18. Is 18? Yeah. Okay, so roll me a d6 quick.
2: Yeah. Uh, three.
0: For the next three hours, you cannot take off this stylish hat. If it hat. lasts for four, call a doctor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got the hat stuck on my head.
0: The hat is stuck to your head, and everything you see is in a slight purple hue. <sighs>
2: Man, this must be what like Prince sees when he walks everywhere. Jeez.
0: <laughs> when he walked <laughs> everywhere. This is fabulous.
1: And he Bacar, walked
0: Bakar, is there anything you would like?
1: You wouldn't happen to have pets here.
3: I do not.
1: Everything Bakar wants he cannot afford. Or have.
3: Well come on, bud. We can we can find you something.
1: Bakar is sad.
3: I I did just get
0: in. Uh, something you may be interested in. Oh? He, uh, steps over to the counter and, uh, takes out a hefty... ...sized, uh, chest from behind the counter. Says, yes, I... In... In my gatherings, I came across this... Hmm. I want to call it a rug. But I'm not certain he opens it and pulls out the hide of an owl bear
1: that's <laughs> not the same yeah, i did familiar. not skin it. Hmm. it did i skin it
0: where did you get this he smiles at you briefly uh but as you look at the owl bear pelt you notice there are a few things missing uh one a head real weird oh god and to a left paw segment.
1: Well, it's the one I did.
0: (laughs) I tell you what. uh, If you are telling the truth about bringing me Jewel, I will give this to you for no charge for now.
3: they? are you not going to tell him about your royal family Jewels? Nope. Whose royal family Jewels? I don't know.
2: I don't know what he's talking about.
3: Come on, just tell him about them. Show him at least.
0: I think what you're trying to imply is testicles. (laughs) And I don't think I can sell those on this plane. He said testicles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, we got our stuff. Should we head out?
0: Alright, if you guys want to mosey along, Vern thanks you profusely for your business and tells you not to be... He disappears.
2: <laughs> Let's just leave him here. Come on.
0: <laughs> so you guys want to make your way to the sparring circle? Is okay. that what I hear? Mm-hmm. No. What are you gonna do? That's this guy's. What he wants to do? Let's go for it. If
3: you guys really want to.
2: After
1: Bakar grabbed the pelt, he was a little bit more sad. Bakar, what? After Bakar grabbed the pelt, he was actually far more sad.
0: Oh, far more sad.
1: All the pelts he collects were for his daughter. Mm. There's no reason to have them anymore.
0: She's a
2: taxidermist.
0: Bakara's a taxidermist? No, his daughter is. Oh, the daughter is. The daughter's a taxidermist. Okay, we could probably work with that. Oh, God. You're welcome. (laughs) It does. Anyway, so you decide to walk to the sparring circle. Uh, Currently using the circle are three individuals. A gray and white tabaxi holding a longsword in armor, a drow elf with a staff conjuring a ball of fire with his left hand, and a female dwarf brandishing a large bedazzled warhammer. This bedazzled warhammer is about to fall onto the drow elf. The elf dodges out of the way and launches the ball of fire at the back of the dwarf. She grunts in pain, but the fire looks to have not done any damage. The tabaxi then uses the dwarf as a leaping pad and flings at the elf, swinging their longsword down onto the elf's shoulders. The elf staggers back, holding his shoulder, but you see no wound. As he regains his composure, he squints towards you. Noticing Rouge amongst you, he holds up his hand to the others, signaling to stop. Rouge! Rouge, you're back! The elf waves his companions over, and they hop off the raised circle. He holds his hand out to Rouge. She shakes his hand in return. The Tabaxian dwarf look you over as the elf speaks to Rouge. How did your mission go? Who are these people? Did Sparks get a hold of you? Who are these again? Have you eaten? Are you hungry? Is this your new team? Rouge holds out a hand to his lips, quieting him. Sorry. I did it again, didn't I? (sighs) Who are these? He motions at you four. Alphabetical order. Go, Bikar.
1: I am Bakar.
3: I am Orinthil. I'm T, and this is ice. <laughs> well, my
0: name is Shazvir, but you can call me Chaz. He gestures to the tabaxi, who you notice has a large scar across their throat. That's Agnostos. They don't talk much. He puts his hand on the Dwarf's Warhammer, and this is Dazzledrid.
1: Mouthful, right there.
0: Dazzledrid, Dazzledrid, yes. Uh, (laughs) uh, Agnostos and Dazzledrid hold their hand out to you all. We were just doing a little sparring in the new ring Spider-built for us. It's incredible. You can go for hours and not feel sore or winded. Plus, he pats himself on the shoulder that you saw him get hit on earlier. You don't even get hurt. So we generally have to make it interesting. First to five, last one in the ring, etc. We occasionally place bets on each other.
4: Uh, These three are one of the best rectifier teams we have at the moment. They've only lost a couple worlds to chaos.
0: Indeed. And we have yet to be beaten in the ring, either. Are you three new recruits? Would you care to add one more to our win counter? He holds up his staff. There are etches down its length. He pretentiously gestures up and down the length of his staff.
3: Pretty impressive, yes? He winks. I show him my staff and wink back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's gonna be one of those. It's a staff measuring contest. I hope he
3: notices each tentacle down the shaft.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he... Completely notices all of your tentacle <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> what would you guys like to do?
1: Let's let's Not break mine. some sticks.
0: Let's what? Break some sticks. Let's break some sticks. That's, okay, that, you're
2: gonna have to explain that metaphor there. <laughs> no metaphor at all. What kind of sticks? Like breadsticks? Yeah, okay let's go with, with that. that. Kind of hungry. Yeah. <laughs> do you mean go fight these people?
0: Would Would you like to fight them? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh Well, all right then, Chaz says. I suppose we should lay down the rules of the ring first, though. We normally, for practice, do first to five body blows, something that would cause critical damage outside the ring. Blast to the chest, back or head, deep cuts with a sword, or bone-crushing blows from a warhammer in our case. You three appear to have similar weapons, except for that handsomely dressed forest dweller he motions towards orin and the other two laugh Hmm. you are gonna have to hit center mass with one of those arrows if you want them to count towards your score we don't count uh, adventure halting arrows (laughs) to the knee oh he's getting one of the face just for that Hey everyone, Taylor again. Thanks for listening to episode 6 of the Tantalus Tales. We've currently got the final two matches up of our character creation clash that will decide the race and class of our newest NPC. Go give that a vote on both our Twitter, at Tantalus Tales, or our Facebook page. The two matchups are between the Azamar and the Felis on the race end, and the Rogue and Bard for the class. You'll have till the 13th of May to vote for your favorite, and be sure to share and tell us why you chose what you did. We'd also love to thank our Patreon supporters, without which we wouldn't be able to put on this show, and thanks to everyone who spreads the word about the Tantalus Tales, whether by mouth, Twitter, Facebook, or even giving us to your mother for Mother's Day. Thank you. Before I sign off, I do also want to thank What's Good for the use of their song intro. Go find them on SoundCloud and give them a listen. Our next episode comes out on May 22nd, so we'll see you then.